Hey guys, welcome to the Tweet Coast Church Podcast. So glad that you could join us. Now prepare your hearts for another inspiring message from one of the Tweet Coast Church crew. Beautiful. So we've been speaking about the gospel now, but it's a bit of a play on words. As you can see, the gospel, the gospel really, you know, and really a revelation of that, that we have the gospel comes out of a revelation that there are many things that we take in life for our needs, for our hurts maybe, for the things that we feel we have to cure in our life. But really, this message of Jesus is the greatest cure for all of humanity. It is the most powerful message. It is has the most power to heal our hearts, to heal our souls. And so we have simply been preaching about Operation Gospel, that this gospel is the greatest message for our own hearts, but also it is the greatest message to share to others. So today... I want to continue on with that, but I don't want to talk to you today as an expert of theology. I could never claim to be that anyway. I would be hopeless if I claimed to be that. But I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you from a theological perspective. I want to share with you my revelation of the gospel in my own life. I just want to really share. It's very personal to me and I hope that it blesses you. And I just want to simply share today the revelation of the gospel in my life. I grew up in a good home. My mum and dad are here and I love my mum and dad. I grew up in a good home and I was a good girl, <laughs> if I may say so myself. <laughs> okay, I was, I was conscientious. I, uh, you know, I was kind to people, so I thought I was a good girl and so even as a, a girl growing up in church and, and, in, and hearing the message of Jesus, it would often talk about you don't need to feel guilty for what you have done for your sins. And to be honest, if I was honest, I would actually say to myself, I don't feel guilty. I think I've been a good person. I think I've done good things. And to what I know, I don't think I've ever hurt somebody willingly. <laughs> I don't think that I've ever... Uh, really done something against the law willingly, except for maybe a few speeding tickets. But other than that, maybe not. (laughs) Whoever knows me knows I'm a fast driver. Anyway, God's doing a work in that. Um, But I didn't really feel that the word guilt applied to me, if I was honest. And um, the revelation of the gospel for me was really as much a revelation of who I was as who it was, who Christ was for me. Because I had to actually discover a little bit more about who I was for God to be able to truly become real to me. You see, I had to discover as I, as I grew up that no matter how hard I worked, how conscientious I was, I could never really achieve all that I wanted or my expectations. No matter what a good person I was, I was a nice friend, I was a kind person, even a loving wife. I can never be quite who I want to be. I can never quite achieve what I want to. No matter how hard I try, I can't ignore the dark places in my own life, my own heart. I said I was going to be honest today. I can't ignore the thoughts that come. I can't ignore the bad attitudes, the reactions that I have to things that I shouldn't have. At the end of the day, I've been a... I, I'm a I might have been a good girl, but in the end of the day, I discovered 
that I was hopelessly in need of something. No matter how much I worked at loving, at loving others, putting others first, I discovered that I was hopelessly selfish and self-centred. You see, I could just never reach perfection. Not that I was even a perfectionist. If you know me, broad enough is good enough, you know. I'm not a perfectionist. <laughs> the details don't matter so much to me. <laughs> the details matter to my mum. She's a very detailed person. <laughs> I'm like just the broad brush approach as long as we get there at the end of the day. But even not being a perfectionist, I even couldn't do it in my own strength. I couldn't even get good enough for me. I actually discovered that that place when I realised that I couldn't do it in my own strength was just the place that Jesus wanted me to be at. Because the message of the gospel is actually that we have a need and we discover that our need is Jesus. And that right in that place when we discover, it may be for me that I thought that I was good enough and that I had it all together, but that, that discovery that actually I really didn't have all it took to live the life that I wanted to live. And the message of the gospel is that right in that moment when I discovered my own need was exactly the place that Jesus wanted to meet me. See, the message of the gospel is, is the same for all of us and yet it takes on so many different stories. For some of us like me, it's that we had to go on a journey of discovering that we couldn't do it ourselves, that within ourselves we didn't have what it took to really do all that we wanted to do or be all that we wanted to be. For some of us, it might have been a journey of discovering that we were so broken and that we really had, our life was a mess and we think maybe that God can't actually, God wants us to fix up our life before we come to him. Can I tell you that the message of the gospel is that once we discover our need of Jesus, it's that his grace so beautifully can begin to come in that moment. For me, it was the discovery of that I didn't have it all together and that I had a need. I fell short. And no matter what you've done or where you've been, no matter what your life has been, we all come to a place, well, I, I have found anyway, where we feel like we've fallen short. And it was when I came to that place where I had that revelation that I actually fell short, that everything changed. See, I discovered that I was guilty. I was guilty not of doing anything particularly bad or wrong, but I was guilty of not being able to be perfect or not being able to achieve what I wanted to do by myself. And no amount of trying could change that. In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory or the perfection of God. Perfection. God is perfection. He is perfect. God loves 100% of the time. He loves 100% of people in a 100% way. That is perfection. And anything short of that is actually falling short of who God designed for us to be. That is the perfect design that God placed and wanted us to be. And anything short of that is missing the mark, or as we call it, sin. So yes, I am guilty of missing the mark. I am guilty of not achieving perfection. I cannot say that I love 100% of the time, 
100% people with 100% love in my heart. You only have to ask my husband to know that, okay? But that's when it goes from guilt into grace because the message of the gospel is not that we stay in that place where we feel this guilt, where we understand our own need of God. See, at that very place is where God's grace comes down. It stoops into our worlds wherever we're at and he meets us right where we are. Another way of saying that Romans 3.23 in the message says it like this, Since we've compiled this long and sorry record as sinners, both us and them, and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God wills for us, God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself, a pure gift. He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be, and he did it by means of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Jesus, the only man who ever claimed to be perfect and his friends agreed with him. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I have not met too many people who claim to be perfect. And I have met even less people whose friends would say, yeah, you're perfect. (laughs) If you came and asked my family, my friends, is Amy perfect? They would respond in one split second and say no. I can tell you that. Think about that for a minute. Jesus, he claimed to be perfect. And his disciples, he walked with him. His closest friends, they agreed with him. That's a pretty incredible feat. And so when we realise our own imperfections, we come to realise that the true power of a perfect man who came for us and whose perfectness was so was so perfect that it was able to cover over all of our imperfections. That is the message of grace, that although we were imperfect, the perfect love of Jesus was enough for us. That although our guilt will say that I will never be perfect, grace says Christ is perfect for me. When my own guilt says this is what you didn't do, this is what you weren't capable of, grace says this is what Christ has done for me. When my own guilt says, I need to do this better, there's something that I need to do better, grace says, it's all been done for me. It's all been done for me. Whereas my own guilt says there is something, there is, I don't have power in my own ability, grace says, my power is made perfect in your weakness. And it's when we begin to accept the grace of Jesus that our life becomes different. I began to see life differently. Instead of striding, striving and needing to do things better, I began to see his, that his love and, and unconditional love and acceptance were enough for me. And I could just accept them for myself. What a newfound freedom. I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to accept. I just need to accept this perfect love. Where guilt says work harder and try more, grace says I'm enough for you. I am enough for you. You see, Christ died so that I don't deserve to. I don't get what I deserve. I actually get what I don't deserve, and that is God's favor on my life. 
And that's what I can testify that I have seen in my life, that as I have accepted his grace into my life, that I've experienced the favour of God, that I've known what it is to walk each and every day knowing that I'm not alone, that I have a beautiful Saviour, his love is with me, I'm accepted, I'm accepted by him, I am loved by him. When this uh, revelation of this beautiful grace came into my life, I began to see that I could do all things through him. It wasn't about me trying, but it was because of his love for me that I wanted to love others, that I wanted to do as he had done here on earth. And when I accepted this grace, I finally began to see that my eternity was secure once and for all. The power of the gospel and the power of of grace is that our life here on earth is so radically changed, but our eternity is secure for forever. In 1 John 5.13, it says, My purpose in writing is simply this, that you who believe in God's Son will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life, the reality and not the illusion. Know beyond a shadow of a doubt, the reality and not the illusion. What a wonderful way to live, knowing that my eternity is secure, knowing that this grace that has entered my life, that it is mine for forevermore, my sins are covered for all of eternity, my eternity is secure, I can walk in this life now with Christ. And so what does this grace lead me to? It leads me to a life of gratitude. I've gone from a place of guilt to beautiful understanding of God's grace. And now what can I do but live in so much gratitude for all that Christ has done for me? I want to live a life where I every day, I am so grateful to a God who has changed my life. I'm so grateful that I don't have to live under the power of guilt anymore, but that I get to live a free life, that I get to live this expansive life where I know that I have a Saviour who loves me, who cares for me. I want to live a life that is pleasing to God. Now I'm not trying to earn his love, but because his love has entered my heart, I want to love others. I want to live a life that God speaks about in his word, in the, in the Bible. Not because I'm trying to be a good girl or trying to live a good life, but because his goodness has captivated my heart and changed me from the inside out. To follow Jesus and the gospel is not a message of what we have to do. It is a message of what Christ has done for us. And that we can accept that. And that that life that flows in us from the inside out can't help itself but express itself through love for others. Through unconditional love that we have received and now we show to others. I want to follow the example set by Jesus. Not because I want to try and be so hard to be perfect, but because Jesus is perfection to me. Everything that he was, everything that he is to me is perfection. And I can't help but want to follow that perfect example. So this grace, this gospel, it leads me to a life of gratitude. I pray today that my journey of the gospel in my life, really, from thinking that guilt didn't really apply to me, that I was a good girl. I hope that it has maybe encouraged you. I wonder where you'd say you're at in your journey of faith.
Maybe you're not convinced yet of your own guilt. That's okay. It was a journey for me of discovering that. Maybe today it's helped you realise that although you may live a good life, deep inside of you, you know that it's just never enough and that you can never be enough. Can I tell you that the gospel is a message that meets you right where you're at? It's a gospel of grace. Or maybe you've hit rock bottom and you felt like you couldn't come to God because you don't have it all together that your life is a mess and that there are things that you need to fix up before you come to God, can I tell you that God just wants to meet you where you're at? Grace is love that stoops down to right where we're at and meets us and pulls us up to where Christ wants us to be. And grace meets us right where we're at in the mess of our lives in, in what we think is no good anymore, but the gospel is all about God meeting us right where we're at. And in the Bible it says in Roman, uh, Revelation 3.20, it says, this is God speaking, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And today, Jesus extends that invitation to each and every one of us. You see, Jesus extends that invitation, but he waits for our response. He, rates, he waits for us to invite him in. And, and when we invite him in, it looks like this. It's, it looks like something like, I ask you to come in, Jesus. I want to be more like you. I don't want to follow my own pathway anymore. I want to follow yours. And when we do this, we swing open the doors of heaven into our life and his love comes crashing into our life. I can tell you because it's happened to me. And he meets us right where we're at. And it's this amazing, beautiful, overwhelming grace. And he begins to come in and change us from the inside out. He doesn't ask us to start doing A, B, C, D. He just comes in first and fills this with his love and his life-changing power. So today... We're about to baptise some incredible people who have made a decision to follow Jesus. But before we do, I want to extend that invitation to you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. He is just waiting for the invitation to come into your heart today. And today we're going to pray a prayer and it's, it's going to be a prayer like this. Can we have that prayer up on the screen? We're going to pray, Dear Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and ask you to be my saviour, my Lord and my friend. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I ask you to give me a new life. I choose to turn away from my sin and I ask you to help me follow you all the days of my life. Make me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. And so today, I want to extend that invitation. Do you know the Bible says that it only takes two things to be able for your eternity to change and that is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and for you to, um, to accept him and, and acknowledge him. So really it takes faith and a prayer, those two simple things to accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and today I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. We're going to pray that prayer again and I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes. And if you're a believer here, can everyone close their eyes, please, and bow your heads. 
And if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today, I would love for you to pray after me as I pray this prayer again, if you're a believer here. And if you would like to invite Jesus to come into your life, if you'd like to swing open the doors of your heart to Jesus today, please join us as we pray today. And believe in faith that in this moment, your eternity will be changed and that Jesus will be your Lord and Saviour. So today, we're going to pray. Will you pray after me? If you believe in the Lord Jesus, pray. And if you would like to accept Jesus, please pray as well. Dear Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and ask you to be my saviour, my Lord and my friend. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I ask you to give me a new life. I choose to turn away from my sin and I ask you to help me to follow you all the days of my life. Make me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I believe that eternity has just changed for lives today. Amen. That the gospel has just come in and started to work in your heart. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray that you are touched by God's word. If you would like to know more about Tweet Coast Church, please visit tweetcoastchurch.com.au.